Hi there, you're listening to the Spirit Room Podcast with me, psychic medium and mentor, Melissa White. This show is for developing mediums, budding intuitives, and those who just find themselves curious about spirit and the afterlife. I'll share my experiences with you working with spirit as a professional medium for over a decade. I'll also interview people that I find brilliant and fascinating and provide you with some insight into how you can live this life to the fullest, knowing that there is so much more available to us than what meets the human eye. So I invite you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's just see what spirit has in store for us today. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White. I'm your host, and I'm really excited to introduce you today to someone very special, a very awesome guest that we have the pleasure of experiencing today. So her name is Chrissy, and she's a former systems engineer turned intuitive business guide, helping lightworkers and mystics all around the world build thriving careers that bring their spiritual practices, guidance, and tools to this rapidly awakening world. So welcome, Chrissy. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. I'm so excited for our chat. Yeah, same, same. So tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you came to be doing this work that you're doing. Yes, I'd be happy to. So as you mentioned, my name is Chrissy. And I'm 33 years old. I turned 33 in November. And I'm currently living in Northern Arizona with my husband and my three fur babies. We really love it up here. It actually gets the four seasons. So we've been having a ton of snow, which is funny because most people don't usually think Arizona and then equate that to like a ton of snow. Mm -hmm. But we are up in the mountains, so we get to experience that. And I've always been such a huge lover of snow. I just think it makes the world around me so magical and different. And it's like a transformation of the world around me, which Mm -hmm. I love. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that makes me happier a lot of the time than just going on a walk and seeing how the sun makes the snow sparkle after like the clouds have gone and all the things. So I'm just having such a wonderful time. But we are moving very soon back to Mm -hmm. the East Coast of the United States to be closer to family. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, so goodness, my history and how I became who I am now and what I'm doing now and this transition from systems engineer for the government to intuitive business guide, a lot of people would be like, and a lot of people have asked me, including yourself, how does that happen? Mm -hmm. And so it is a very, of course, long story, but to break it down as much as I can, I kind of have to go way back to when I was growing up my family and I, one of our big like bonding things to do together was watching movies. We had movie nights almost every Saturday. We made a whole thing of it. We, you know, when I was growing up, we had Blockbuster. Blockbuster was a very big thing growing up. And so Friday nights, we would go and rent a movie, get some snacks and just, you know, have a couple movies for the weekend. And I noticed that I really loved movies like October Sky and Apollo 13. If you don't know, those are very like space related movies. And I've always been fascinated by the night sky. And I just think it's so beautiful and learning whatever we'd learned in school about 
you know, the planets and the solar system and things like that. I found it so incredibly fascinating. I still remember that back in like fourth grade, I did my project on Pluto's moon. And so when the news came out, you know, there was pictures of Pluto in the news and it had like the little heart on it and everything. It's just those kinds of things I was so interested in and still am. Mm -hmm. And those movies also are very, they, they highlight the engineering side of space and space travel and things like that. And I just noticed, you know, my, my passion start to come forward for this. I also remember back in high school as this passion was developing, I asked my parents if we could take a trip down to Florida to where they have the launch center, Kennedy Space Center down there. Mm -hmm. And I got to see a space shuttle launch, which was like one of the highlights of my life. It I was bet. incredibly, yes, it was incredibly inspiring and interesting. And it just fostered the passion even more. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going to school in Maryland for aerospace engineering. And they gave you the option at this school to either go towards like the aircraft side or the spacecraft side. And so of course I chose that. Mm -hmm. And I had a class where, you know, we all worked together to create like a, a pseudo Mars mission with all everything having to do with that. And I took, you know, a rocket uh, science class, oh all kinds of fun things. And I almost got a job out of directly out of college at NASA in Maryland, the Goddard Space Center. But that unfortunately ended up falling through with one of the recruiters that I was talking to. So I ended up working for the government, for the Navy, doing things with like the pilots that work on and operate on Navy ships. And for a while, that was still pretty interesting to me. And here's where things really start to shift. In 2015, so I started working there in 2013 after I graduated. In 2015, I had a spiritual awakening knock me on my booty kind of out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it was very much a period of time where like, I felt almost the best way I can describe it is like my brain chemistry kind of changing, where I was right. going more from like the left brain, critical thinking, numbers, type black and white thinking, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but I started mm -hmm. seeing myself be a lot more creative and exploring spirituality kind of for the first time and, and asking myself what my personal experience with spirituality was. And I started a home yoga practice and, and started meditating and all these different things. And I just could not get enough learning more about these different tools and practices and so this was one of the biggest pivot points of my career where my husband and I decided that we would move to Maryland. We would both get different jobs. And I landed in a more like heart centered, more creative kind of job. As I was continuing my yoga practice, I ended up getting yoga certified. I went to Costa Rica for uh, three weeks, very intensive experience to do my yoga teacher training became even more obsessed with the practice and the benefits of the practice. And that was my first business. And that was kind of an awakening of itself, the fact that I could, you know, start a business. Because a little bit more background on how I grew up and, and my family's relationship with career and money and things like this. We very much grew up in a in a 401k is like the best thing ever and stable paychecks, stable benefits, all the things that was like the values of the family growing up. And so I really had to 
look at that and, and challenge those beliefs and values and ask myself if that was most important to me or if I was really struggling with my career or what I was doing at the time, am I brave enough to kind of break the mold and explore something completely new where there's a lot more uncertainty? And, you know, of course I ended up taking that path. And so a few different career changes later, trying to keep the story as brief as possible, I ended up hiring a business coach for the first time to support me to grow my business doing yoga tutorials and meditation tutorials online. I had like a membership, which I was really loving at the time. But at some point, again, you know, pivot time, (laughs) I started falling out of love with offering yoga and meditation tutorials as a business and Mm -hmm. started falling head over heels in love with coaching and mentorship because I had that example in my life. And I was like, wow, this is, I I love the work that my coach is doing. I feel like I could do my version of something like this too. And I started off, you know, I didn't jump right into business coaching because I didn't have business growth experience at that point. I started off more offering empowerment support for lightworkers and mystics. I've always really loved supporting that type of person, you know, the astrologer, the healer, the medium, the, the spiritual guide, mentor, those mm-hmm. kinds of services that people bring to the world, I saw just how incredibly beneficial they can be. And so I wanted to help amplify that work with the people around me as well. And a yes. big part of that is empowerment. So yes. after I started, you know, I switched gears and I created a coaching business and I did a certification and I felt comfortable to offer support in that sense for a while. And through growing my own business in that sense, I started offering business support. And that's what I've been doing ever since. I went full time in September of 2020 and I've just been loving it. I have pinch me moments every single day and I just love the work that I do. So that's kind of my general overview story of the transformation of where I've been the past few years and where I am now. Wow. Well, (laughs) it's so interesting to me because it is unique a lot of people come from say, yeah, they're doing like a nine to five, but the the difference between coming from like, yeah, like literally taking like rocket science <laughs> in, in school and then doing something that's so intuitive. And like, I know the, the way that you like, you know, work within your sessions and work with people is so, so intuitive as well. Right. Yes. So it's like, you're one of those I think really unique people, but has such a strong sense of the logical analytical mind, but also that deeply sensitive and deeply intuitive energy as well. So it's yes. like a really special thing. It's like so cool. Thank um, you for acknowledging that. And I, I completely agree. I really use both in yeah. my practice and the work that I do because yeah. I absolutely am so grateful. And this is how I know this has been part of my path. And I've been guided my, by my heart for a reason, and it's led me through all of these things. You know, I have a lot of student loans that I took out when I went to school for engineering in an out-of-state college, but yeah. it, it never got in the way of me. You know, I don't have any regrets about it because my years as an engineer and working in that field really has helped me to use that that sort of critical thinking yeah. along with my intuition to really... Yeah piece together what my clients are going through and what their needs are so that I can support them to my highest and best and their highest and best. But yeah, it's interesting because 
my relationship with like space in the universe back then was very like, oh, well, how can I build a rocket to like get to Mars or whatever? Yeah. And now it's very much more like a relationship with this higher power. And the way that I connect most with the universe a lot of the time is through just witnessing it. And yeah. I, I remember this one time when we were in, uh, in Florida for the launch of the space shuttle, we were very lucky to have a family friend who owned a condo right on the beach. And it was like very high up, like the sixth floor or something. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because all of the beds in the main area were taken and it was either the couch or sleep on the balcony, literally outside. And I was like, oh, I'm sleeping on the balcony. And I spent that whole night under the stars. I would wake up in the middle of the night and it was so clear and beautiful. And I heard the waves crashing and it was like a whole spiritual experience in and of itself. Yeah. So now like that's one of my practices that I do, you know, to really connect and feel that deeper connection with my greater power and and that lives within all of us it's within and all around us is you know witnessing the universe in that sense so it's the same but different <laughs> totally well it's yeah it's very interesting about that idea that yeah before it was about like building building this structure to kind of travel and then i feel like then you kind of went inward and realized you could like travel in that way you know exactly. like traveling energetically but I'm curious, the, going back, the first thing maybe that got you to recognize that you were like going through this awakening or was there some kind of catalyst that you can kind of recall or do you think it was just kind of time? It was just like a, a natural kind of progression. Yes. Well, I can tell you exactly what it was. <laughs> I And it's so off the wall and, and funny looking back. Yeah. But I used to follow this um, YouTuber. She's not on YouTube anymore, but her name was Jenna Marbles. And she put just like funny, entertaining videos out there into the world. And she was very popular back around this time. And she did a video talking about how she was exploring going plant-based for, you know, the animals and the environment and her health and things like this. Just like a very big like shift for her. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I'm an animal lover and I've never really considered, you know, this kind of thing mm -hmm. before. And it just did something to my brain. It just shifted me and it like brought a lot of like my heart forward compassion out. And I just started seeing the world differently and questioning a bunch of different things. And then that led me to different people in the spiritual space, I guess you could say, who were doing mm -hmm. meditation and yoga and exploring these different aspects, like the self-discovery, self-development, that all exploded from me from this like silly little video that I came across mm -hmm. randomly one day on YouTube. And so it really can be like the littlest things, yeah. the littlest things that switch that button or that switch or whatever in your brain. And you're just so hungry for knowledge and you start to see life differently and what you're doing with your life and what you really want and what your values are, what you prioritize, all of that comes into question. And it can be a very intimidating experience. It can be sometimes for some people a very lonely experience, mm -hmm. but you will find your way through it. And I do believe that these experiences are very valuable. It's important to get uncomfortable and question things sometimes and just yeah. always follow your heart through the experience and you'll never go wrong. Totally. Oh, definitely. And I will say the yoga practice seems to be something that 
is kind of that perfect blend because it's got the movement, which is amazing, but then also the meditative aspect and then also like the healing energy that's like running through you, the connection, the mind-body-spirit connection, all of that, right? So absolutely, it's so beautiful. And I think it is likely a very natural, if not catalyst, but a really natural part of lots of people like their their spiritual path, their awakening, like what an amazing gift to give to yourself, you know? Yeah, it's like a gateway. Absolutely. A lot of people, you know, they'll go to a yoga class because they're interested in moving their body and stretching, getting more flexible. But it's funny, it's insidious in a good way, because back when yoga was, you know, discovered and practiced years and years and years and years ago in, in India, the whole purpose of the asanas, the postures, the the physical movement was to calm the mind and meditate. And that's why anything, you know, any yoga class that you go to at the end, they will invite you to do shavasana, which is the laying down on your mat and no distractions and just being with yourself and doing the meditation. So it is kind of like a a gateway to discovering more about yourself and, and walking the spiritual journey for sure. Definitely. And disciplining the mind and all of that stuff. I also find too, for people who struggle to just meditate like on their own, going and doing some yoga, involving the body, giving your body something to do, or even with like mantra meditations that you might do, like, what is that called? Like the Kundalini or different Mm -hmm. types of stuff like that. I find the, that gives a person something to focus on other than themselves and and all of the thoughts and that can be also super helpful so yeah there's there's periods of time where I feel like I am like in I'm like yoga is such a part of my practice and then I sometimes fall away from it and come back but anytime I think of it I'm like oh that is such an amazing healing thing to give to yourself definitely I dare anyone to go like deep into a pigeon pose or dare to do like a headstand or something like that and not have that be like the single focus of your mind is like okay are my arms in the right place? Oh, my arms are shaking. Oh, this is for, you know, this is, this is, I'm going deeper into the stretch. And so you're not thinking about what am I having for lunch or like your partner saying something that kind of offended you in the morning or whatever it might be, all of that Mm -hmm. kind of falls away and you are absolutely like focusing and that will absolutely help your mind as well as your body and your spirit. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, so I'm always just nosy. So I wanted to know about your sun sign and if you know your moon and your rising sign. I would love to. Yes. So lots of people would be very, and I've had clients before tell me how surprised they are to find out, especially my sun sign. I am a Scorpio sun. As I mentioned, my birthday is in November. It's November 4th. And um, my moon sign is Gemini and my ascendant is in Capricorn. So those are my big three. Cool. Okay. So Scorpio. Yeah, I could, I could see that that would be, but I think like probably look <laughs> having a look at the whole chart. It yes. totally would make sense. The Gemini moon is interesting. Gemini is my sun sign and wow. also my Venus. And there's a bunch of Gemini in the chart, but I find, yeah. And you find that you really relate to the Capricorn rising. Yes, because I am very, I am very driven by my career and what I do for a living. And it really inspires me, motivates me and and helps me to show up as my best and highest self in what I do. So Mm -hmm. that's definitely an aspect of Capricorn in rising that I really relate with for sure. Mm -hmm. The Gemini moon. So would you say for you like that importance on 
communication, not only verbal, but like the energetic communication, verbal communication, and probably too, like that, what that part of you that's like uh, curious, like always wanting to understand more, know more, like teach and learn that kind of stuff. Yes. Everyone in my life would attest to the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. especially my husband with like the the energetic closeness and things like mm -hmm. that you know you can kind yeah. of equate a little bit to like love languages because yeah. for me I really love like the words of affirmation and the the touch hugs things like that I really value those things mm -hmm. but also what you said about communication and and what was the other thing towards the end there that you were saying oh like curiosity and stuff Yes. Yeah. I, I very much like to, and I think this is actually like word for word in uh, where I read a little bit more about mm -hmm. my birth chart, but I very much mm -hmm. like to get to the bottom of things and, and yeah. really understand not just cognitively, but also mm -hmm. emotionally. And yeah. it's why I, I really think that when I work with my clients too, I always prefer to, if I can't see them in person to have like video and be able to connect mm -hmm. with them eye to eye, face to face, mm -hmm and feel the energy that way. Like the more information I have about someone visually, energetically, through voice, all the things, that all really supports me to support them best as well. And same thing yeah. with my friends and family. Yeah, that's cool. I think also the Scorpio sun. So Scorpio, that is a water sign, right? Yes. So that, I, that does make sense, I think, in lots of ways, because I think that you are extremely heart- centered and so it's kind of like a beautiful mix you've got the air and you've got the water and you've got the earth sign there Thank so like you. yeah that's a, a great dynamic i think yes and my husband is a cancer son so i've heard oh, they go very well together i could see that <laughs> so i've always that. loved that yeah yeah like that almost like getting it like yeah a sensitivity thing yeah yes. understanding we connect it. a lot through sensitivity yeah exactly. that's so cool oh okay very Thank interesting <laughs> love to know so I also was wondering what what are some of the most common themes would you say that tend to come up when you're working with spiritual entrepreneurs? Yes. Like what have you noticed? Yeah, so I was kind of thinking about like with supporting my clients there are things that I can absolutely say I have supported the vast majority, if not every single client to some degree mm -hmm. with these things. So the first thing mm -hmm. that I'll say is knowing that so much of what we create and experience in our world, in our reality, and that absolutely includes business, is built upon perspectives. And that's something that can be pretty subconscious for a lot of people and bringing it to light, bringing it to the conscious mind, get bringing awareness into the mix is so helpful for you to start feeling like the creator, feeling like you're jumping from the passenger seat of your life and business into the driver's seat. Because, and I, you know, I like to kind of call this like your ego perspective or ego voice, mm -hmm. being very, very aware of your thoughts and your beliefs and your feelings and where they're coming from. And a lot of the time, you know, when we think things that are kind of dramatic or very like, exaggerated or very disempowering like oh this isn't possible for me nobody cares about what i'm doing or putting out there i'm never going to connect with people the way i want to is this really sustainable how long is this going to take like the the kind of pity party type thing that we throw for ourselves that feels mm -hmm. very real and i'm a very firm believer that there's no such thing 
as a wrong emotion, a negative emotion, a bad emotion. They're just a part of the experience of living and, and choosing to come here on earth as a soul living a human experience. We come as a package deal with our egos yeah. who are very cautious and afraid of change and of the unknown. But that's the thing inherently to grow and expand and, and build your business. Uh, what has to come along with that is experiencing new things and the unknown and, and uncertainty. But so I guess my, my big point here is a lot of the time I support my clients to just recognize their ego voice and the perspective that they're coming to some area of their business with. Mm -hmm. And here's the big thing, calling it out for exactly what it is. So if you have one of those thoughts where it's like, oh my gosh, nobody cares about what I have to say. Nobody's listening. Why am I even doing this anymore? Why am I wasting my time, you know, creating these posts and putting what I have out there if nobody's listening, right? That being able to recognize that and acknowledge that and say, wait a second, hold on, wait a second <laughs> and mm -hmm. step away a little bit and say, that is my ego talking. That is one perspective that... I don't have to agree with, and I understand where that's coming from because I have this part of myself that wants to stay where I am, wants to stay comfortable and is afraid of change and growth and things like that. But I don't have to agree to that perspective for very long. I can absolutely mm -hmm. choose to believe that if other people are out there succeeding, doing the work that they love, that sets their fucking heart on fire and creating a livelihood, an abundant overflow livelihood doing that, there's no reason I can't too. So yeah. how you feel with one versus the other affects the behaviors that you choose to do, the actions you choose to take, how you show up in your business day to day. And that affects what you're able to create and experience. So it really is like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. And it all starts with being able to practicing. It really is a practice of being more mindful and aware of the different perspectives that you're choosing to agree to and hold on to that affects everything else down the line in your business. Yeah. I see that in mediumship development, actually, where the students oftentimes will start off with this real fear, of course, of like getting out there, putting themselves out there, a fear of getting it wrong, a fear of it, it is so uncertain. Every time we go to make a link with spirit, it's uncertain because it, it has to be that way by nature. And so there's this real sense of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that's a part of the business growth and development as well. And also having this trust, even if there's nothing that is necessarily, like even if you can't quantify something just yet, really getting able to like um, kind of like open your mouth and start to speak and then allowing the energy to flow on the spoken word. Same thing with business, I think. Like this idea that you need to, express it first before you get to sort of know the next step or before you get to see the next sort of phase. So it does require some courage, I think, there of just like allowing yourself to be experimental, like being okay with the uncertainty, you know? Absolutely. And I love the connection that you made to mediumship because I can absolutely understand that that's a very 
vulnerable thing, especially when first starting out. And it's the same with business. If you're, especially when you're newer, it can be a very vulnerable time. But again, that's the one perspective. You can also choose to feel excited by the fact that you don't really know quite what's going to happen. You don't really know which spirit is going to come through and and give your client the most amazing message that maybe they weren't expecting. But like you said, trust is such an important factor that whatever comes through on this reading, I'm trusting that that's exactly what my client needs to experience right now. Any more that I'm trying to force maybe would overwhelm them or not be for their highest right now, maybe a different reading, any less. And, you know, if I close myself off because I'm afraid of what's exactly going to happen, that's not going to be for the highest and best either. And the aspect of trust too, going back to the the business stuff and, and believing that it's possible to create change and, and build a lifestyle and be, again, be able to do what you love for a living. Mm -hmm. I always love to say that there's kind of two different realities going on. There's the one that we can see, taste, feel, touch, right? The sensory experience of our reality Mm -hmm. that we're seeing and experiencing every day. But at the same time, there exists like the back end of reality where Mm -hmm. spirit lives and thrives and works and plays And so when you really trust that, okay, if things haven't quite, like if my desires or something even better hasn't quite crystallized in my physical 3D reality yet, I'm trusting that with the baby steps that I've been taking every day and the trust that I've been cultivating and the the beliefs that I've been cultivating, choosing the higher perspectives and, and really embodying my highest self as much as possible, trusting that everything is in the works behind the scenes and it will crystallize in perfect divine timing. And that's something that can be very difficult to do, but like everything else, it really is a practice. And you will start to see as you look for those breadcrumbs and the evidence and the the signs that you're on the right track, the more you look for it, the more you see it, and then the more you will experience it in your physical 3D reality, which is amazing. Isn't the human experience wild? It is. And it's, it is exciting. Like, I think that the fact that we don't, I'm so, I'm so glad that we don't get to know everything in advance. You know, I'm glad that there is this ability for us to still continue to create and grow and dream up new and a fantastic and amazing experiences. You know, like that to me is what kind of keeps life actually very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Also, I always go back, I don't know who said this quote originally, but just that when nothing is certain, anything is possible. I love that. I've heard that too. Like anything. And that's something that you can use as like your guiding light in your business. Have that at the forefront, write it on your notebook, have it anywhere on your phone maybe so that you're seeing it every day. It's at the forefront of your mind and your heart. And you'll start to really integrate that into your being, your physical, mental, and spiritual being And that affects your reality. And I do agree that if we always, you know, had a desire that crystallized exactly how and exactly when we wanted it to, that'd be boring as hell. And we'd get really tired of it. And life would be a lot less vibrant and fun and interesting and exciting. So that's something that I've said before, absolutely, too, is it'd be so boring if if we could predict everything about our lives what really would be the point without the openness and the the possibilities? It's a huge part of of the joy of being a human and living life and also running a business. 
Yeah, the potential. And I think with running a business, it is such a creative endeavor, even if even if by nature, the thing that you're doing for your business isn't necessarily, but you're, if you're like running a business, you've created something and you're continually nurturing, continually growing that business. To me, that's such a, yeah, that's such a different way to live life, a different, a totally different experience of life. Yes, definitely. So, okay. So what about some of your daily, like favorite spiritual practices? They don't have to be daily, but just your favorite <laughs> spiritual practices that you've sort of come across. Right. So like I mentioned before, i kind of have two in mind. Number one is getting out in nature. I very much soak in all of the good vibes of nature. And especially when I'm feeling creatively blocked, something about going for a hike in the woods. And again, like you mentioned, I always see, you know, the mind, body, spirit as a braid. They're very inter interconnected. So when I loosen up my body, my mind loosens up a lot too, and my spirit mm -hmm. becomes more open. And I'm able to, for lack of better words, open my crown chakra more and receive downloads that I use in my business to support people and do what I love and earn money. So yeah. getting out in nature and being around, you know, trees or, you know, where we're going to be moving in New Jersey. I love going to the ocean for sunrise. It is mm -hmm. one of my favorite things as well. Looking up at the stars. I love that. I get a lot of inspiration and motivation and energy from nature. And yeah. then also this one might be a little unexpected. And I think maybe everyone kind of does their own version of this, but mm -hmm. for me, I say there's nothing quite like splaying yourself out on the floor, just like looking up at the ceiling and giving yourself some space to think and to yeah. be and to process. And for whatever reason, I really like, I, I enjoy this most and get the most out of it when I am like laying on a solid surface. So I, I think <laughs> it's, there's an element of grounding there, yeah. but um, I just feel very supported by the earth. And, and I think there's definitely a level of grounding there in terms of my energy. But mm -hmm. if I am, again, similarly, maybe it's raining outside and, and I'm mm -hmm. not able to get outside and be in nature, I'm thinking about like ideas. And sometimes I'm like talking to myself and I've many a time I have come up with like a program title or mm -hmm. uh, ideas for copy to put on my web page where I'm describing my program or creatively. And then mm -hmm. the other side of things is if I'm processing emotion. And again, maybe I'm talking to myself, maybe I'm just laying there, allowing myself to ground, letting the, the energy move through my body, breathing consciously, mindfully. But the big thing here is like no distractions. I a lot, Sometimes I use music like a, um, a meditation track or something like that. But oftentimes I want like silence, <laughs> which is very, very helpful for me to process. So that is one of my go-tos when I'm feeling, you know, one of my go-tos when I'm feeling stuck, when I'm feeling like I need to process something, when I want to open myself, be more creative, when I feel like I might need to ground, I'm, I'm a little like up in the stars, up in the clouds, and I want to bring my ideas to reality, I will mm -hmm. just lay myself out on the floor and just process for however long as I need to. Yeah. That's such a simple and amazing, very effective tool, I think, too, for lots of people. Like it, and it's a good example of how our rituals that we have or the things that our own practices, healing practice, all of that, it literally doesn't have to be some complicated procedure with 10 steps, you know, or whatever. It, it can be as simple as literally going outside for a walk, you know, and how like, 
amazing that is and how healing. And then also, yeah, just laying on your laying on the ground, like just laying down yes. and giving yourself the freedom there. And I agree. Yes. There's times when I mean, music, I think, is so inspirational and healing. And there's a purpose that we, you know, use it for. But also silence can be so golden. It can be so helpful. And I think for you might be the same as me, like, oh, we're talking for a living, like constantly talking, <laughs> constantly yes. speaking. So for me, anytime I'm in silence, I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. Like, it's just so beautiful. So I do. Yeah, I appreciate the silence as well. Yes. And again, I love that you said how uncomplicated it can be. And it yeah. doesn't have to take a whole lot of time either, because if yeah. you have a fairly busy schedule that you're moving through throughout the day. This yeah. can look like five minutes in your car. You're not in the house yet with all your kids running around and the pets and dishes clanking and things like that. Just taking some moments to breathe and set an intention to clear your system and be yeah. open to ideas and things like that. It can be, it's accessible to everybody. Five, yeah. 10 minutes, barely that if you want and have the time to do more, absolutely. But those things matter. That that little bit of time that you use for yourself and your own creative openness and your energy clearing, it matters. And it absolutely over time, as you practice that the benefits of that are going to compound in lots of different ways. That's so true. I do have sometimes clients and students that are feeling guilty that they didn't have like two hours a day to spend on like meditation, you know, stuff like this. And I'm always thinking to myself, like, oh, no, like, please don't think that's necessarily the the goal or even that that's ever required. Like, it is your intention over almost everything else. Like, I think that the intention is so, so key. And there's many times where I'll be on my way somewhere and I'm in my car and I'm even driving, but I'm having the conversation with spirit. And I'll just say, hey, like, my energy feels this way to me right now. I don't know how you can do it or how it works, but could you please help me to just like bring my energy where I need to be? Like, could you, whatever that is, whatever you need to do it, can you guys just help me do it? And it, it happens. So I do feel like it's literally just as easy as having those little chats too. Yes, people would be surprised at how valuable it can be to ask for support yeah. for, for beings in the side reality that we talk about, but also, you know, in our physical reality. And part of that might be saying to your, texting your husband before you get home from work, I'm going to spend five, 10 extra minutes in the driveway. Just let me be. And this is important for my self-care and, and my goals moving forward. And so asking for that help and being intentional about it, as well as saying, all right, spirit, I've been having a rough day today. And I'm going to take this time in my car, you know, to, to clear mm -hmm. and rebalance myself. Those things like you, you can't understate just how valuable that can be and how much it can work for sure. It really does. And I, I do think that it is so important to recognize that just speaking the words out loud is so powerful. And then, uh, yeah, with your intent. I have so many, so many moments of sitting in my car. Like when I think about it, it's like <laughs> end of the day, sometimes in between things. It's just a place where, yeah, there is a lot of that, a lot of that happening. So yeah, that's amazing. What about the most challenging aspect of your work? What do you think that is? Ooh, the most challenging aspect of my work. Okay, so I'm feeling a lot in my body around this. Mm -hmm. So I feel mm -hmm. like that's the right one to go with. 
The most challenging aspect of my work is seeing very talented, gifted lightworkers and mystics who have so much value to share with the world, turn their back on their passions and what they're here to bring to the world because business can be tough. Mm. And it literally shatters my heart. But at the same time, I'm not here to interject in anyone's journey if you know they say, well, I'm stepping away from my business indefinitely or I'm taking an extended break or whatever. I don't know all about their lives or anything like that. So I'm never going to interject. But especially when I get the intuitive sense or maybe they say so directly that it's because growing a business is hard. And mm -hmm. there's so many ways to get support and to work through the uncomfortable emotions and work through the lack of clarity and lack of direction, lack of confidence, feeling you know like you have to be perfect or all of these different things that the challenges of running and growing a business, putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, facing rejection, all of these things, it breaks my heart when I know the talent is there, the passions are there, the gifts are there. And there's people on the other end of that equation, that, that energy line, who would have been so blessed by this person. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, you know, the pathways and the fear, the fear gets in the way, the doubts get in the way, the insecurities get in the way, and they turn their back on it. And those people have to figure out something else to do now. It's, it's almost like the contract gets broken mm -hmm. and... For me, I, in what I've been doing for the past several years, I know how, how much support in, in growing your business, seeking the support and sticking with it and having the big picture of your why in mind, how easy it can become and how fun it can become. And I've had several of my clients say to me, you know, before working with me, they're like, yeah, I would spend like weeks or months in a period of just disempowerment and, and just feeling so much discomfort in my business, taking action every day felt like a chore mm -hmm. and, and all of these things. And it's, it, it's literally like one session with me and it's like everything is flipped 180 or even, you know, seeking out a, a YouTube video or a guide of some sort, whatever they're, whatever they're feeling called to explore for support. Mm -hmm. It can be so easy to go from, you know, the weeks and months of discomfort and feeling horrible, you know, trying to grow your business, trying to force things versus having support and being able to flip that switch so much more easily, feel more light in your body, feel more confident and actually start making tangible progress, have your first clients or students come into your business and it's a whole other reality. So yeah. the biggest challenge for me is exactly kind of what I've said already is seeing people really step away or turn their backs on their passions when it's mm -hmm. simply the business stuff that gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see that for sure. It's because you can see the talent and you can also see the bigger picture of like what's possible. So yeah, it is difficult sometimes when people don't, don't necessarily see it or they lose sight of what's yes. actually possible. Um, right. And I yeah. think too about the extended impact of their work, right? There yeah. was uh, one situation that I am thinking of right at the forefront of my mind now where um, one of my clients that I worked with her, I did like an intensive for a week and 
the intention and the goal was to have her book out her healing services for the following week. And we ended up accomplishing that together. One of her clients that week, one of her healing clients, when my client was doing the healing, she's very visual. She saw mm -hmm. her client's mother's hands come in and assist the heart healing. Mm -hmm. And this story always gets me choked up mm -hmm. because I was in some part, I played a part in bringing those two people together and having this woman receive heart healing and have her mother's hands come in. And just, I can't believe how beautiful that experience is. And the fact that I supported my client to connect with that person and bless them in that way. That's what I think about a lot of the time too. The extended impact of my work is like literally endless. <laughs> Yeah. And so, you know, when I see that potential start to fade in someone because they've lost sight, like you mentioned, I also, my heart breaks for, again, like I said, all the people that they absolutely would have and could have supported. Yeah. So that's a big part of why, you know, I, I feel those big feelings when I see that happen. That's beautiful. And it reminds me of this experience that lots of, like I had this experience and lots of um, mediums have where at a certain point in usually before we recognize fully our mediumship abilities, sometimes during, but there's this experience where you start to see all of these faces, like all of these seemingly random faces of spirit people kind of just floating around. <laughs> um, in my case, it was like flipping through like a, a photo album. And yeah. then I would see almost this long winding road of like all these people. And I, it took a while before I recognized what it was. And then I did ask spirit about it. And it was like a lineup of all these people in spirit that I was going to connect with for other people like that I was going oh. to experience. And it was like, I just got chills. <laughs> yeah, it was like infinite, like these huge amounts of like long lines of people. And now I have students that have that experience. They're like, I don't know what these faces are about. And so I'll tell them, like, okay, like, I think this is what it is. And it just strikes me as so interesting that, like, if at any point I was like, you know what, this is, like, actually really hard. Like, not only is, like, the business thing hard, but mediumship development is, like, not always that easy either. So it's like I could have just said, uh, like, I don't think I'm – I don't think I want to put myself in this position anymore, you know? Right. Um, all of those – people not to say that they couldn't also go somewhere else I mean of course right, they could, exactly. but but just that I would be almost like turning away from some potential that could be just like absolutely astonishing for like the person involved but for me also and like all of that's right right there so yeah, yeah. it makes sense to me what you're saying about yeah that that potential and being able to see like oh wow like because we continue on and we keep going forward and there is that sort of trust, then we're able to see like, wow, like the impact of all of that. I love that perspective. And also it makes me think about when it comes to those thoughts, the, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I shouldn't be putting myself in this position anymore. Yeah. As I mentioned before with the, there, there's no such thing as a wrong emotion or wrong thought. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time that's that comes up for people and it's more fleeting. It's like, okay, yes, I had this and I can recognize that that's mm -hmm. the ego. But then mm -hmm. you recognize that there are other perspectives available, other beliefs available, other realities available. And yeah. the point is you're not available to give up completely, to turn your back completely because you love yeah. the work too much and you're so mm -hmm. passionate about it. And just knowing that 
having that passion in your heart, you wouldn't have that if you weren't meant to use it. I truly believe in that. So the fleeting thoughts are very normal, very common. It doesn't make you weird or a failure or anything like that. That's it. But it's yeah. what you do with those fleeting thoughts that matters more in the long run. 100%. Yeah. And I think it's good. Yeah, it is good to recognize that, you know, that like it isn't like 24-7 rainbows and sunshine for for everyone, like all yep. the time. Like, there are moments of doubt. And I think that's just natural, normal human experience yeah um you're right it is what you do with it so the empowerment i i so relate to that like how that's such an important piece of guiding people in this way and i think yeah just not to give up right before the miracle occurs because that seems to be like just when you're at that moment where you're like oh my god like this is tough then something always happens like spirit will always come through if we if we have that like that belief and that trust in them just like they've entrusted us we also have to trust them too and not yes and i'm a very <laughs> firm believer too that there is no way. It's impossible. Impossible. And I don't use those like um, those no nonsense words yeah. very often, but it is impossible to quote unquote fail or not accomplish what you want to accomplish again or something better and, and greater. Yeah. It's impossible to fail as long as you decide that you're never quitting. So yeah. as long as it takes and you know that you're committed and devoted to the work and the message and supporting people and receiving as well for yourself and, and have this goal of doing what you love for a living, it's impossible to not have that vision come to life as long as you never give up. Will it sometimes take longer than you would like? Yes. Will sometimes it be quicker than you, you would think? Yes. And everybody's journey and story is different, but the the standard there, the the bottom line is it's impossible to fail as long as you never quit. And I don't know about you, but that always feels like the world lifted off of my shoulders. And it makes me so excited to keep going, just knowing that and having that belief as a positive 100%, no ifs, ands, or buts truth with a capital T. Yes. Yeah. It's having a stubborn heart, like just being, being willing to continue to show up through, you know, through all of it, you know, so yes, yeah. celebrate all of the wins and all of the amazing things. But in times where it is a little bit more t difficult, I think it's good too to have people around you that can remind you, you know, like at yes. least, uh, you know, if not a mentor or a guide or friends that know you, uh, you know, colleagues, yes. whatever, but just that can say, okay, you feel this now, but don't forget all of these 10 million other amazing things that, you know, you've experienced and that this, this is like a little blip. It's not, it's not the whole thing. It's not. The Absolutely. Whole yeah. I call that sacred stubbornness because <laughs> yeah. it really is a sacred thing. <laughs> yes. I agree. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to use that as well because that is what I feel like I've got definitely. Cause yeah, yeah, it, it, it I think that's the thing that, that is necessary for sure. And it's um, a huge motivator, which is one of the best things you can have, especially when building a business is mm -hmm. the fire, the, the fire of motivation helps you to keep showing up, keep taking the actions until those desires start to crystallize. Yeah. Definitely. Is there anything else you would want to share before we start to wind it down? Sure. So 
I always really love to kind of wrap up these conversations by saying, please don't forget the big picture of what you're doing and again, why you have these passions. We are all collectively like our, our community. And again, you know, I think anyone can be a light worker, somebody walking mm -hmm. down the hallway and smiling at somebody, a stranger or a coworker that can bring so much light to someone's day. And we'll never truly know unless, you know, we ask and have the conversation, but I believe there's so many different forms of light workers, but mm -hmm. for the purposes of my work and who I've connected with most and, and, and most deeply, again, the people who are bringing more consciousness to this world, more awakenings, more compassion, more awareness, more self-discovery, more self-development, all of these things, we are literally contributing to the future of humanity. And I know that sounds like, whoa, like so big and so kind of intimidating, but it really is true. We are all, when you feel that call in your heart to explore these topics and share these topics, whether you're doing it kind of more of just a, a passion project kind of thing or as a business and both are amazing and perfect and much needed in this world. But just remembering that every single light worker, every single mystic who has this calling in their heart, who are acting upon the calling are contributing to our future as a collective and the vibration of the planet and how humanity in general is going to be feeling moving forward and what we're going to be doing moving forward, what we're going to be creating, what society is going to be looking like and feeling like. And that's so, so, so important and meaningful. We are literally contributing in our own ways to how things are going to be moving forward. And if we want to create a world where we are excited for our kids to grow up and we're taking care of the planet and we're more mindful of ourselves and each other, more compassionate for ourselves and each other. You know, nothing is going to be perfect utopia because, again, we talked about how boring that would be. But just in a, in a more helpful and wellness guided direction, then keeping your awareness on the big picture of the work that you're doing, again, can serve as such a powerful motivator for you to commit fully and devote fully to the work and never give up and have those results start coming through. And, you know, for me and my work, it's having the people that I support say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm feeling so excited about this launch. I'm feeling so confident about it. I've never felt so confident before. Or having messages saying like, Chrissy, I literally paid my rent this month solely from my business bank account. Amazing. Oh, I just signed on this new client. I'm so excited to work with them. I know I have so many tools that I can contribute to their wellness. All of these kinds of things. Like keeping that at the forefront and knowing the greater impact of that work and how every person that I work with, like we talked about before, that person has touched so many other people in their lives. They have so many energetic connections to so many people in their lives. And it that light really spreads like a wildfire. That's why I really connect with the word light worker and, and light leader and things like this. That work and, and the light and the compassion and the awareness, it really spreads. The more that we do the work and commit ourselves to it and have fun in the process too, all of these things mm -hmm. is affecting how we move through our lives and, and how we connect with ourselves and other people. So yes, it is a big, big, big deal, 
And let that be exciting for you and let it stoke your soul fire to keep showing up and, and doing the work that you love and helping people. Oh, fantastic. Amazing. I love that. And I love that message. And it's helpful for people to think like, you're not alone when you're doing your, your business. Like think of all of the other, like people, all of the other healers, all of the other light workers out there doing the same in their own way. But just that, yes. you know, it is like a, it is like a, a group uh, project, <laughs> like a group effort. Really. <laughs> I love that so much. It's so true. Right. So yes, you're not, I love that. It's, it's never, yeah, you're not alone in it. That's for sure. Well, I certainly appreciate you taking the time to share all of this with us and certainly would recommend anyone listening, like definitely find Chrissy. Chrissy, let it, people know where they can, they can find you. Oh, of course. And thank you again so much for inviting me on here and giving me the time and space and energy to connect with your listeners as well and have this beautiful conversation. So thank you. So the two best ways to connect with me are through Instagram and my handle is the Chrissy D. I'm sure Melissa will have it in the show notes, mm -hmm. the uh, mm -hmm. uh, spelling of it. And also my website is ChrissyD.com and my offers are all kind of listed out through ChrissyD.com slash offers. Wonderful. And I'm enjoying, I'm in the process of working with you as well. And I just, yeah, I can't say thank you enough. Like so much amazing guidance, really, really good support and inspiration, you know? So I really do thank you for all of that. I appreciate you so much for those kind words. And it's been a joy supporting you and seeing you thrive as well. And yeah, looking forward to connecting with any of the listeners here who would like to reach out and uh, connect with me as well. Oh, perfect. Wonderful. Well, thank you again. And thank you for those of you listening, wishing you well. Definitely keep in touch. You can find me as always, melissawhitemedium.com. And then also on Instagram at melissawhitemedium. So take care and have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.